in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Actually, our uh, lecture today is about we do not lose heart. Many times during our ministry, because of the stress, because of the lack of encouragement, because of the problems that we face, we start to lose heart. But St. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he explained, actually, he gave 12 reasons why we should not lose heart in service. 12 reasons why we should not lose heart in service. And actually, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the word do not lose heart was mentioned twice. One time in verse 1 and the other time in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. So, according to St. Paul, he mentioned three reasons why a servant can fall into despair. Three reasons. And then he responded to these three reasons by 12 reasons why we should not lose heart. So let me start first by the three reasons why sometimes we, we became discouraged in our service. The first reason in, in verse 3, when he said, but even if our gospel is veiled, is our gospel is veiled. Sometimes you go, do visitation, speak the word of God, but you feel like you are talking to a concrete. Nothing actually is happening. No change, no transformation. Nobody actually is accepting the word of God. Stony hearts. You speak to people who are sexual immorality or addicts or not interested in the church or atheists or, or whatever. They don't receive the word of God. You feel that the gospel is veiled. The gospel is veiled. So we get discouraged. But St. Paul said, yes, sometimes our gospel will be veiled. But this should not make you lose your heart or fall into despair. Because it is veiled to those who are perishing, to those who choose to harden their hearts, to those who refuse to accept the grace of God. Why? Because they surrendered themselves to Satan, to the God of this age. Verse 4, whose mind the God of this age has blinded. Lest the light of the gospel of glory of Christ, 
who is the image of God, should shine on them. Who are those who are perishing? Those who do not believe. So, those who do not believe, the God of this age blinded their mind. Blinded their mind. Why Satan blinded their mind? Lest the light of the gospel of, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So Satan actually is blocking the light of Christ. But Satan cannot do this unless they give him opportunity. They give Satan the chance to block the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, uh, to shine on them. So St. Paul said, if you are preaching the gospel, and you find that the gospel is veiled, don't lose heart. Unfortunately, unfortunately, with some people, the gospel will be veiled, but it is because of them. It is because of them. That's the first reason. The second reason, sometimes we feel like we are earthen vessels. Earthen vessels means we are weak. He said about earthen vessel in verse 7, and he repeated again in verse 16, when he said, even though our outward man is perishing. So either I get sick, I get ill, I am getting old, I cannot serve like 20 or 30 years before earthen vessels. So many times we get discouraged. I say, now I cannot serve like before. I am aging or I have this illness. St. Paul, when he got the thorn in the flesh, he was discouraged at the beginning. How he can travel? How he can visit and, and jump from one country to another. And he prayed one time, two times, three times. But at the end, God encouraged him. And why you care too much about your physical health? No. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. If your physical health is good, you will rely on it. But if your physical health is not good, you will rely on me. Then actually, my power will be perfect. My power will work to its perfection when you don't have anything to rely on except me. But if you have something to rely on, Beside me, my power will not work to its perfection. My power is made perfect in weakness when you realize your weakness. By the way, I'm not saying don't care about your physical health. I'm not saying this. But I'm saying if God allowed something, God allowed certain illness, and you are taking care of your health, but you have to live with this illness. 
Don't lose heart. The Lord will tell you, my grace is sufficient because my power is made perfect in weakness. What was the response of St. Paul? So, I rejoice in my infirmities that the grace of God may come upon me. For when I am sick, I am, or I am weak, I'm strong through the grace of God. So the first reason why you may lose heart, the veiled gospel in some people. Second reason, earthen vessels. I am weak, I cannot serve like before. Third reason, the affliction and the persecution that comes from outside. St. Paul spoke about it twice. In verse 8, he said, we are hard depressed on every side. We are perplexed. Hard depressed, pressured. Sometimes, I personally, I, I feel like I'm tied with ropes and people are pulling these ropes in every direction. That's many times I personally feel this. So that's being hard depressed on every side. Perplexed, I am in a situation, we have a problem, we have issue, and we don't know how to do it, how to solve it. Which direction should I decide this way or should I decide this way? Perplexed, what can I do? Persecuted, verse 9. We know we are persecuted. Is it explicit persecution? Like when they kill Christian? Or implicit persecution? When they don't tolerate Christian principle? In this country, in America, we have implicit persecution to Christianity. You cannot say Merry Christmas. You will offend the people. You cannot have the Ten Commandments on the court. You cannot pray in schools. You have to accept that there are four genders. All, all this craziness around us, that's implicit persecution, legalization of marijuana, same-sex marriage, transgenderism, that's implicit persecution to Christianity. Our children are exposed to all of this. So, that is persecuted. Struck down. Struck down, literally, when they scourged the disciples or put them in prisons. Or, uh, psychologically, like when they slander and, and, and attack somebody like on the social, social media. We call it character assassination. And this is very common nowadays. We are struck down. So all these actually can cause a person to lose heart. I am hard depressed, I am perplexed, I am persecuted, I am struck down. For what? But St. Paul 
with each one of these four things, he said how God actually is working with us. Yes, I'm hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. You know, what we expect if something is hard pressed from every side? To be crushed. But no. God actually will put his shield around me. I'm hard pressed, but God will never allow me to be crushed. I am perplexed. I don't know which direction. What decision should I make? Should I do this or should I do that? But in spite of this, I'm not in despair. I trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I don't feel that I lose heart. He will direct me, he will guide me. As he guided me all these previous years, he will continue to guide me. Yes, I'm persecuted, but not forsaken. God actually promised us, I will not leave you or forsake you. Even if I am persecuted, but my God, I am his son, and he will never forsake me or leave me. When he appeared to Saul, he told him, why do you persecute me? He didn't tell him, why do you persecute the church? Or why do you persecute a Christian? No. Any persecution toward us is toward Christ. Why do you persecute me? Struck down, yes. People may struck down, struck us down, but not destroyed. God will never allow his children to be destroyed. So all these things actually keep us encouraged, keep us motivated. Actually, in, in uh, spoke again in verse 17 about this affliction, if we compare it with the eternal glory, is considered light and for a moment. Light and for a moment. It's nothing. It's nothing. So it's easy to put up with it. Is it easy to endure it? So these are the three reasons why some servant may lose heart in ministry. Number one, when we feel our gospel is veiled. Number two, when we feel we are earthen vessels, weak vessels, fragile, easy to be broken. That's the meaning of earthen vessels, fragile. The third reason, the persecution and the hardships and the affliction that we may face in ministry. Then actually he gave us, as I told you, 12 reasons, 12 reasons to be encouraged and not to lose heart. The first reason when he said, therefore since we have this ministry. What ministry? In chapter 3, he compared between the ministry of the Old Covenant and the ministry of the New Covenant. And he mentioned seven differences between the ministry of the Old Covenant and the ministry of the New Covenant. And he said how the ministry of the New Covenant is has far exceeding glory more than the ministry of 
the old covenant. Then if God actually entrusted us with this excellent, glorious ministry, we should not lose heart. If God entrusted me to be a servant in the new covenant, although we know our sufficiency is not from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, we should not lose heart. So that's number one. Why I should not lose heart? The excellent and glorious ministry of the new covenant that God actually entrusted us with. And I have a sermon about the seven differences between the old covenant and the new covenant. You can find it on SoundCloud or on YouTube. It is there if you want to, to know what are the seven differences between the old covenant ministry and the new covenant ministry. Number two, why we should not lose heart, that when we are serving, we are serving because God had mercy on us. We cannot serve without his mercy. That's why he said, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. The mercy of God, actually, we experience it in every single day in our life. In every single day in our life. You know, I was sitting with the fathers and some servants before the servant meeting now. And I was sharing with them how God actually has mercy. God is working, doing all the work. And we are just watching from outside. Believe me, many, many big projects. We did not move, you know, anything, one, one step. God is the one who is doing everything, everything. And we are just watching. These words, as we have received mercy, it's true until today. It's true and we experience it until today. So don't lose heart. And the mercy is given to us not based on our worthiness. That's very important. The mercy is given to us based in the richness of his love and the abundance of his compassion toward us. Otherwise, it is not mercy. Do you remember yesterday in the Bible study about the Good Samaritan? Uh, how, how the lawyer described the Good Samaritan? The one who had mercy on the Jewish man. The one who had mercy. And as I told you, mercy means what? Means the ability to see the need in others, to develop compassion in your heart, to extend your hand to help him, even if he is your enemy even if you, if you are his enemy. So mercy is given not based on worthiness, but based on the goodness of God. We know God is merciful. Don't lose heart. So that's first reason, second reason. Third reason. He said, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. But we, had, we have renounced the hidden things of shame. 
A servant, يعني إيه we have renounced hidden things of steam. يعني I don't do things in secret that bring shame. It is shameful to do it publicly. So, a servant who is walking in the fear of God and not doing anything shameful in secret, but he has integrity. This person should not lose heart. But if I'm doing something in secret, maybe one day it will be exposed. And if it's exposed, then I will be discouraged and my ministry will, will, will be attacked. That's why if I have integrity and I renounce the hidden things of shame, I will not lose heart. I will not lose heart. I will continue. Even if you do it right, your enemy will have nothing to hold against you, to hold against you. That is the third reason. Fourth reason, not walking in craftiness. Craftiness means cunning. Means you use earthly wisdom to serve a hidden agenda. You are not walking with the integrity of heart. For example, you may use the Bible and the verses from the Bible for a hidden agenda for you, for your own personal gain. Not necessarily money. Personal gain can be praise. Personal gain may be social image. So, if you are actually not walking in craftiness and you are not using cunning, you are using the heavenly wisdom, then don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Number five, not handling the word of God deceitfully. What is deceit? Deceit is to make people believes, believe a lie. That is deceit. When the serpent made Eve believes a lie, that's deceit. Some people try to support homosexuality from the scripture. That's deceitfulness. Some people try to deny the intercession of sins using scripture. That's deceitfulness. They twist the word of God to serve their own doctrines. Even Satan tried to deceive the Lord Jesus Christ by the word of God when he told him, throw yourself from the pinnacle of the temple as it is written, he will send his angels and carry you. That's deceitfulness. 
So, if you don't use deceitfulness, don't lose heart. Number six, but by the manifestation of the truth. Our ministry is to declare the truth. When people come to us in Sunday school or in Bible study or any meeting, they are not interested to know our personal opinions about matters. Don't tell them, I believe in this. Nobody is interested to know what you believe. But people come to you to hear the word of God, the truth, what the Bible teaches. Unfortunately, nowadays, if I'm a feminist, I will preach feminism from the pulpit. That is not showing the truth, not manifesting the truth. And of course, I will twist the verses in order to preach my gospel. So, if you are not doing things secretly that's shameful, and you are not walking in craftiness, and you are not handling the word of God deceitfully, and you are manifesting the truth, then don't worry. Don't lose heart. God will defend you. As you bear witness for him, he will bear witness for you. He told us, whoever confesses me before men, the Son of Man also will confess him. So don't lose heart. Like you are working for a very, very good and powerful company. And you are following all the regulation. So even if they tell, told you the economy is crashing or whatever, you will not lose heart. We are working for the best company. or working for God. So don't lose heart. As long as you are not doing things shameful secretly, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of truth deceitfully, but by manifestation of truth. And when we do this, we are commending ourselves in every man's conscience in the sight of God. And the sight of God is very important. Because we will not be commending ourselves in the people of this world whom the God of this age has blinded their mind. But we will be commending ourselves only to every man's conscience in the sight of God. In the sight of God. As St. Paul said, it is not he who praise himself, that's commendable. But this whom God actually praised him is commendable. So these are uh, six reasons 
why we should not uh, uh, lose heart. Then, in uh, the reason number seven, in verse five, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, born servant for Jesus' sake. If you are preaching yourself, if you are preaching, if you are preaching yourself, if you are preaching your gospel, if you are preaching your agenda, then yes, you have good reason to lose heart. But if your goal is to preach Christ, not to preach ourselves. I'm here not to speak about myself, not to speak about my abilities, not to speak about what I did. St. Paul, when he spoke about his ministry, he said, accept me as foolish one, because we should not commend ourselves, but we are preaching Christ. So, as long as who are preaching Christ and ourselves who are bond servant. You know, bond servant means what? Means slave for Jesus' sake. So, any servant should perceive himself as a bond servant. If you perceive yourself you are higher than the people whom you are serving, you will lose heart. Because you will say, why they don't respect me? Why they don't obey me? Why, why, why? But if you know that you are a bond servant, bond servant means you are serving him with a bond, with a commitment. Whether he treats you well or bad, you are bound to serve him. That's in bond servant. That's why it's translated in other versions, slave. As a slave, he is bound to his master. Why we accept this? For the sake of Jesus. He himself, although he is God, he became a bond servant for us. Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So, as long as we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ, then my Father, my Heavenly Father, will defend me. The Lord Jesus Christ, whom I am serving, will defend me. The Holy Spirit, who guides my servant, service will defend me. I'm not going to lose heart. Number eight. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, has shown in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. St. Paul said it's the work of God. It's not your work. Why you are worried? Why are you discouraged? Think about the creation. 
how the creation happened. God said, let it be light. Then God commanded light to shine in darkness. And it was so. In the same way, when even you feel that the people whom you are serving like darkness, God actually who is in your heart, who is shining in your heart, then the light of Christ, like the light comes from the bulb, the light will shine through us, will shine through us. To give the people the light of knowledge of God the Father. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God the Father. How? In the face of Jesus Christ. So, in the face doesn't mean just face, eyes, nose. In the face, in the life, in the image. In, in the life of Jesus Christ on earth that we see. So when we look at the ministry and the life of Jesus Christ, when we look at him, the light of the glory of the Father will uh, shine. So we are like the glass that is surrounding the light. But the light itself will shine in the heart of people and give them the knowledge of the glory of God the Father in the face and the life of Jesus Christ. So why are you worried about ministry? It is the work of God. He is the one who is actually called light or commanded light to come out of darkness. He will do the same in the darkness of the hearts of the people who are away from him. You should know that the excellence of power is of God, not of us. Verse 7. The excellence of the power is of God, not of us. Then why we said we need actually not to do things secretly that shameful, we need not to walk in craftiness, etc., etc. All this, so this glass that's surrounding the, the, the light will be clean. Can you imagine if this glass is not clean, the light will not shine. So we need to keep this glass clean. How? By renouncing the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, uh, by manifesting uh, the truth, by not preaching ourselves. So all these points that mentioned, just to make the class clean, so the light of Christ will shine. So how many reasons said so far? Eight? Number nine, uh, in verse 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what's written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, 
and therefore speak. What this mean? If you believe that God raised Jesus from the death, then actually, if you believe in this, you will go and speak and preach it. If you experience this in your life, you will go and preach it. In, in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, David said, I believe, and therefore I spoke. So, why, why believe is very important to speaking? You know, if, you, if there is certain news, but you are not sure of the news, are you going to share it with others? No. But if the news that you heard, you are very sure of this news, you will go and share it with others. If you believe what you heard is true, you will go and share it with others. When I share it with others, I'm not discouraged because I believe in it. I believe in this news. I believe that Jesus will protect me. I believe if I am perplexed, but I'm not forsaken. But I'm not in despair. If I'm hard-pressed from every side, but I'm not crushed. I believe in this. That's why I go and preach. So the faith in us. Number 10. Also, believing in the resurrection. Verse 14. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So, even if they killed us here on earth, it's not the end. When we go to heaven, we will continue in ministry. Again, when we go to heaven, we will continue in ministry. Praying and interceding for people on earth, that's ministry. And God may assign some people in paradise to go and serve people on earth. He said, you were faithful on what's little. I will appoint you on what's much. So even death will not stop us from our ministry. We know that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us. What about the afflictions? Uh, St. Paul spoke about the afflictions and the persecution in, in verse 10, that this affliction and persecution will show and manifest the life of Christ in us. When people persecute us, but we are strong, and we still actually <coughs> preach Christ strongly, then we will present 
the life of Christ in us, as he said in verse 10, always carrying about in the body the dying of Christ. So we die with him every day, through persecution, through affliction, through hardship, being hard depressed, etc. So, carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be also manifested in our body. People would say, how these servants, in spite of all the hardships and attack against them, how they are still serving? Yes, because we have the life of Christ manifested in us. It is the life of Christ. Then, death is working in us. We are dying every day. But why you are dying every day? That you may live. That the life of Christ may be manifested to you, but life in you. Uh, so, in verse 16 he said, Therefore, we don't lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, perishing by illness, by aging, by persecution, but the inward man is being renewed every day, day by day. So I am aging from outside, but from inside, he renews like youth, my inward man. And I'm strong like eagles, as we read in Isaiah chapter 40. So, we don't lose heart. As long as the inner man is strong and youth, and God is renewing it day by day, we don't lose heart. Even this affliction is light and for a moment. But this light, momentary affliction work for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. And I want you to see the contrast. Light, weight. Uh, moment, eternal. Uh, affliction, glory. So St. Paul is making contrast here. Another reason why we should not lose heart, in verse 15, he said, for all things are for your sake. All things, the hardships, the affliction, the tearing of our outward man, all these things are for your sake. Because of all these things, many people will believe. Many people will repent. Many people will be transformed. So the grace have, having spread through many will make actually more people to glorify God. And thanksgiving abound to the glory of God. So my dying every day will lead to more people glorifying God 
And as he promised me, he who confesses me before men, I will confess him before the angels of heaven. So I will not lose heart. I will not lose heart. For all things are for your sakes. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. The last thing, verse 18. If you are going to look at what is seen, you will be discouraged. But you need to look at things that are not seen. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen, temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, if we have, we have hope in Christ only here on earth, we will be the most pitiable, the most miserable among all people. But if we have hope in eternity, then we are the most joyful. Not looking at things what, which are seen, but at, at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let me review with you the 12th point, why we should not lose heart. Number one, we have the glorious ministry of the new covenant. And God entrusted us with this glorious ministry of the new covenant. Number two, we are serving under the mercy of God. And his mercy is given to us based on his richness of love and abundance of his compassion, not based on our uh, worthiness. Number three, we renounced the secret things that are shameful. We don't actually do things in secret that bring shame. Number four, we don't walk in craftiness. Number five, we don't handle the word of God deceitfully. Number six, we manifest the truth of the gospel in our life. Number seven, we don't preach ourselves. Number eight, it is God who shines in our heart as he commanded light to come out of darkness in the time of creation. Number nine, we have the strong faith. We believe and our faith is sound. That's why we speak. Number 10, we get this strength from the resurrection of Christ. Number 11, the abundance of the grace of God. When many people believe and transform and repent, so Thanksgiving will be given to God. 
And the last point, we are not looking at what is seen, but we are looking at what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what's unseen in is eternal. So, for all these reasons, we do not lose heart. Keep these 12 points in front of you when Satan attack you with despair or make you discouraged. Keep these 12 points in front of you in order to be encouraged and to continue your service in strength, not our human strength, but the strength of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.